Hi, and welcome everyone to Open Mic with Kristen, where each week we feature events and successes with our staff and our students of Beaufort County Schools. Let's get started. Hello everyone. So we have a special show today. We've got a packed house, lots to talk about. So let's start with our guest lineup. Um, I would love each of you to introduce yourselves and tell us just a little bit about you and why we're here today. Good morning. Uh, my name is Carolyn Walker and I am a school board representative for District 7 and I am happy to be here. Good morning. My name is Elpha Booth and I also am a school board member. I represent District 1. Uh, Superintendent Matthew Cheeseman, always excited to be here. Yeah. So we have some really great news, which is why we're doing this podcast today. So we have just been awarded $42 million to build the new Washington Elementary. Is that the official name? No, but that's what we're calling it right now. And so it's going to be in the heart of Washington. So I think that's sort of why it was it was tagged that way. What an exciting time, right? Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It will be on the Eastern Elementary campus, and it is going to replace Eastern Elementary and John Cotton Taylor. Eastern Elementary was uh, built in 1967, John Cotton Taylor 1961. So this is much needed, right? Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was just a couple weeks ago that it happened, and I think we're all still on a cloud, so, and, and really excited. Mm. And the community is, too. We've heard nothing but great things. I think two of the key factors for the excitement and for the need in this uh, $42 million and this grant for us was safety and um, how children have to change schools every two years. You know, a child is just getting acclimated and then they have to move again, you know, but safety also because Eastern is a pod system. They have to, you know, you go outside and put on their coat to go to the bathroom or go to their gym. And so this was really something that we, we did need here in Beaufort County Schools. So tell me about how all this began. Whoever wants to start. Well, actually, um, Chairman Frankie Waters with the Beaufort County Commissioners uh, was at an event in Raleigh. And at that event, one of the discussions was about the NC lottery funds and all the different counties that had received funds to build new schools, some through consolidation, some through the fact that it was just a, an aging school that was not safe and up to date. And this was three years ago. Okay. Right. And, yeah. and he looked at the map where the funds had been distributed and Beaufort County was blank. That's and right. if you are chairman of the commissioners and your county is blank, he was very <laughs> upset. So he came back yeah, he and he shared yeah. that with his commissioners. And the dialogue started then with Dr. Cheeseman about what, what could we do about putting Beaufort County on the map. So I think that's probably how it exactly. started. Yeah. But then Dr. Cheeseman took it and ran with it. And we had ran with it. And we had discussions on the board about what needed to be done. And I want to comment on what you said about the children at Eastern that have to take, uh, put their coats on and off. I've had several teachers, and this just blew my mind, and I was so thankful when Dr. Cheeseman wanted to pick it up and run with it, that everywhere they go in the winter, mm -hmm. and we're going to say maybe from November to April, mm -hmm. they have to put their coat on to go to art to go to music, to yeah. go to PE, to go to the cafeteria, to go to the library. So they put their coat on, they go there, they take their coat off, they do what they have to do, where 
depending on the class. Then they have to all get up and put their coat back on, and then they go back to their classroom, and they take their coat back off. And this may happen three or four different times a day. And these teachers said, if I sit down and really log, and we're talking about five- and six-year-olds, so their coats don't go on in two seconds. Nope, and they need help. There's gloves, there's mittens, there's zippers, and and one said, in a day's time, I might lose as much as one hour of instruction, and that is simply putting coats on and off five-year-olds. I never thought about that. Right. I mean, that's... That's real. That's very real. And they are the tiniest in our county. So, yeah, and you know, they just... They just need help. They're little. So to go back for a moment, Frankie Waters definitely was very thoughtful, so thoughtful that upon his return from that meeting, actually called and asked me to stop over to see he and Brian Elliott, our county manager. And he was so energized about the opportunity. He asked in that moment, would we be able to submit a grant to do this in that current grant cycle? Well, the application deadline was like 45 days later, and we just had a conversation about when is the right time to apply and how do you build a robust application. And really what the state looks for is that the Board of Education has already dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, has made sure, in fact, that you've located a place to build a school and identified who the population would be. So so to Carolyn's point, we started really looking at Eastern and John Cotton Taylor as here is a the heart of Washington, and here is a student population that would benefit from a new school and specifically around safety. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where it started to run from. Right. And uh, and I think there's a lot of enthusiasm around it. Oh, there's there's a ton. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back. I went to Eastern one day to read around across America. We ran and we were reading together that yes, day, I remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the kids were standing out. It was actually misty cold weather. Yeah. You know, the weather and the kids were standing out with coats. Mm-hmm. And they was just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember. I went to <laughs> Dr. Cheeseman and she I did. said, What <laughs> does it take yeah. to get us a school. Mm-hmm. My kids went through that school, mm-hmm. and my oldest child is like 59 years old. Right. So I knew that there's something that can be done for That's these right. kids. Mm-hmm. You and oh, you I know. were talking about it as yes, we were leaving yes, Read Across America. Yes, Day. this just well, can't work. You said this isn't working. It just it's can't wet work. and it's yeah, cold. I remember. Yes, yes, so then she yes. must have left me and called you. And the I love, have the love just, I have for both of them. Right. They know you've got two of the most vocal people in the room <laughs> who wanted a new school, right. and the third couldn't be here, Mac Hodges. Right, but, right. But between Carolyn Walker and, and Elsa Booth, uh, this was a conversation that they've had weekly for three years, mm-hmm. and this will be a conversation that they continue to push for the next two. Yeah, uh, which I'm excited about. But the amount of support that they wanted to have a new building and a great learning environment for kids, for their community. You know, Mr. Waters initiated the conversation, but they give me credit for running with it, but they've been drivers behind all of that. And I think that's really important to mention, too, is Mm -hmm. I have not heard a single bit of even negative Mm -hmm. comments. Like, everyone is so excited Mm -hmm. because this is about kids and teachers and 
you know, That's like right. you said, let's That's not right. put their coat. I mean, imagine That's what right. this is going to be like in yeah. two years when they can stay in that building all day yeah. long. Yeah, and imagine yeah. the, safety, so grateful. the safety factor yeah. of all safety of it also. Is, yeah. is the most important. The it open really air is. pods at mm-hmm. Eastern are not conducive to safety it's in so any nice. way. Exactly. But I, mm-hmm. I, I used to laugh and tell, and, and both of my children came through Eastern, and they're both adults. Um, but uh, I told, uh, and, and I'm very thankful for the commissioners that supported this. We couldn't have done it without them. No. Absolutely. So I'm thankful for that. But I, I told my husband one day while I was complaining, I had been there to read also, and I said, it just makes me so mad that these children have to put their coats on numerous times a day. And let me just say that unless you work for the DOT or your your job involves being outside all the time, there are not many adults that would work at a job where every hour – that's they right. had to put their coat on to yeah. go just to go use the bathroom or to yeah. go to the next right. function. And I right. said, but because they're children, we've we consider them resilient. They are. But but they deserve not only from a safety standpoint, but even the continuity of education. Because our ele- our other elementary schools in Beaufort County allow that continuity between the kindergarten teacher and the third grade teacher. Yeah. And we have children that may have learning issues. Uh, we have children that, for a variety of reasons, they need their kindergarten teacher and their third grade teacher to have a dialogue that's not on opposite mm-hmm. ends of the city. Yeah. That's right. And and that's what we have now. So well, Paul and I mm-hmm. laugh every time we go to Eastern, we get lost, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. "That's the butterfly pot." Yeah. Like, Every single where's, time. Where's the butterfly pot? We were just there. I mean, we've been going for years, but we get lost I am every so time. I am so thankful for the teachers at both schools, yeah. and and the job that they have done. They have done more with less for many many years. And you and, know, and they made it. It's a beautiful environment. It is for for what they have. You know, the bones of the school. They. They're always, you know, taking what they have and just making it so beautiful. Absolutely. Um, with the furniture and, and things like that. But a new school is going to be so nice for them. Well, part of the process that really strengthened the application for the board and the county commissioners is that, you know, they had all the pieces of the puzzle already aligned. So the Board of Education <laughs> specifically engaged in an RFP process to look at who their architect Right. Would be ultimately they voted and approved Jimmy Height and Height Associates out of Greenville, who is very familiar with mm-hmm. Beaufort County Schools, constructed three other buildings, including Northeast Elementary School, P.S. Jones Middle School, oh, and John okay. Small Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that familiarity, but also location matters when you're trying to deal with an architect and builders. So he's our next door neighbor. Um, but because he understands the wants and the desires of Beaufort County, that is going to be a great relationship. And then to the point, State Superintendent Catherine Truitt appeared in Beaufort County in February of 2022 and actually visited John Cotton Taylor. Right. Um, so when this application hit her desk, she could visualize what this would look like and, and sound like and feel like for our community because she stood in it uh, just not so long ago. And she's been a really great friend of Beaufort County as well. Uh, Beaufort County Schools. So super things in that regard as to how things move forward. But uh, Miss Booth, I, my understanding, you said your oldest child attended Eastern. My oldest um, child. And Miss <laughs> uh, 
Ms. Walker, uh, there's someone in your family who went to Eastern many, many moons ago, too. Yes, my uh, husband was in <laughs> And he is, he is 65. He was the first class. He was the first class at Eastern. I just love that. So and, there, uh, there's a county commissioner yeah. who knew it was time. He yeah. knew it was time. Yeah. And he's so excited because even when our children who are in, my oldest is 40, mm-hmm. um, they're so excited because they felt like when they came through, we needed a new school then. Oh, wow. And wow. when my husband came, when he was the first class, because I I couldn't understand why that pod system is the way it is. But if you remember back in the day, that was considered very modern, it was. very oh, cutting yeah. edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the whole reason was that it was going to separate grade levels. Okay. And and then as population grew, uh, then that became something they couldn't do. But but uh, he when he said that to the superintendent, I could tell the look on her face was like, I can tell by your gray hair, you're not a spring chicken, and you went to that school. He did but, say that in yeah, the meeting. He did. So uh, now I'm just curious. Has Eastern always been K and first pre K no. and first grade? No. So it was. It was all grades at one point. Like it, when no, Randy it was. was there? Uh, I believe it was a K five school oh, initially. Wow. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Um, didn't know that. I did. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. A, I think K five, and he Randy entered it as a fourth grader. Wow. But okay. uh, but yeah, he was in the first group of children that entered the building. Of course, he said it was. You know, when he he goes to read and and um, having relatives there, he gets called to do a lot of things at the school. And he said, you know, I look around and exposed pipes and things that oh, are there. Yeah. He said, I just think we definitely can do better. We got to do better. That's right. Well, you know, to what Carlin stated concerning Commissioner um, Waters. Of course, they talked about it before yeah. it came. And Ed came home and told me, they're talking about building a new school. I said, it's got to, it's got to be Eastern. Yeah. I yeah. said, it's got to be Eastern. He said, you're right. How did you know? I said, how wouldn't I know? Right. <laughs> how wouldn't Have I know? Have you been there? Have you been there? Right. And yeah. it's just that he knows my feelings about Eastern and especially the kids, the way they have to come out the parts. And I've talked about it. And um, I, I'm just so excited yeah. that we have something that uh, I can say that I was a part of. I was a part of you know, I wasn't, coming. You know? I was not feeling my best <laughs> that day. And, and I know Dr. Cheeseman looked at me. He's like, why are you here? I'm like... I can't miss this. I mean, this is like the biggest thing I've ever been a part of. And, you know, to see the teachers and hear their cheers and yes, their excitement yes, that day, it was like, yes, I could not great. miss that moment. And yeah. like, everyone is just ecstatic. Well, just, you know, and through that, just to review, it's a $52 million project. Right. Ten, yes. $10 million comes from your Beaufort County commissioners. Mm-hmm. So taxpayer money. Uh, $42 million comes from the state through the North Carolina Lottery Funds. So this is not a project that is actually going to require a bond referendum. That is not true. The county commissioners are going to spend $10 million essentially in cash out of their fund balance. So $1 million in the first year, four and a half in year two, and four and a half in year three. So what's also exciting is that the three schools that were most recently constructed, Northeast, P.S. Jones, and John Small, their bond referendums 
cash out in 2026, 2027. So, the so as built, so as yeah. this building comes in, all other buildings Being will have been paid, paid for. Right. <clears throat> so right. you look that your debt service will be zero yeah. on those bond referendums by the conclusion of 2027. So mm -hmm. we're super excited about that. And then the other piece of this, it's a 135,000 square foot facility. Yeah. It's about 900 to 1,000 students. It has a gymnasium inside of it. So you're not using the older gymnasium or multi-purpose room. And so the design of the building will be something that the board works with Jimmy Height and his team on. But really where we're excited to get the community involved is, you know, what does the interior look like? What does it mm -hmm. feel like? How do you get your teachers and your school nutrition people and custodians and technology people and media coordinators, how do you get all them involved to have input on it? Um, and so I know that both Ms. Walker and Ms. Booth have had employees and community say, hey, when do we get to talk about it? Right. The mascot. I yeah. bet the mascot's oh, got to yeah. be oh, a big yeah. thing on the table. It is. It really is. That, the name of the school. <clears throat> of course. Will they adopt a new mascot, which I think is probably what they'll lean toward because you don't. Yeah. Both you got a tiger and a beaver. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, but, right. Uh, but they are very, they're very excited. But they, they are very adamant about wanting some input because Absolutely. They're, I, I always say they're in the trenches. And so they know what works and doesn't work within the classroom walls. So I don't know if you've told them or any board members this, but we had the best moment the day after, or maybe it was two days after, when, when it was decided and we were all over the news and all in the paper. And we had walked oh, into yes. John Cotton Taylor. <laughs> And yes. this little third grader, Liam. he is jumping out of his skin. He knows exactly who Dr. Cheeseman is. He actually <laughs> called him the intendant. The school, he called me the school, the school intendant. intendant. Yeah, I'm going to show you all a picture in a little bit. He was dancing, and he said, you... You brought the new school to Beaufort County. Like, he was so excited. Oh, he knows excited. about the school. He asked to help That's build it, too. He, help, he asked to help. He'll be my guest. Um, when this school is constructed, I will make sure that Liam has a hard hat and a little shovel That's out right. there when all of you break ground. I'm telling that. you, the school intended. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was I've, awesome. I've had several kindergarten parents who have come up to me and said, I need this to be done <laughs> yes. before uh -huh. my child gets to third grade. Yes. And I go, well, August we're going to try. So doing the math, yeah. the pre-K kids, yeah, will, right? Pre-K uh -huh. students definitely make it. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And so if you are, the building should open, assuming you have no hurricanes, no winter weather, not, assuming nature takes care of us. Right. The building is slated to open August of 2026. So the rule of thumb is with no material delays, weather delays, then 20 months from the time you break ground. And so we have already started working on this process. Height Associates has already contracted surveyors. You know, our teams will start seeing people start showing up out in the land. And so the initial things are happening. But to the point, August 2026. So if you're a kindergarten student now and then in school year, which right now is school year 24, so you're looking at August 26, school year 27, right, June of 27. So then you're first grader right now, yeah. then second grader after that. So maybe the edge of third grade they would be there. Right. Um, so it just really depends on how things ultimately shake out. But our goal with this board is to continue to move forward um, steadily 
And we're excited of what that timeline looks like. I've even had some retired teachers from both yes. schools ask, can they come yeah. when oh, uh, for the ribbon cutting? I said, absolutely, come. I want you there. Yeah. You know, and these are teachers that gave us 25, 30, 35 years. And they know the importance of having this absolutely. new school. Well, they it's really funny do. that you say that because I've had some of your retired teachers ask me if they're allowed to take bricks out of the old school when you <laughs> demolish it. Right, yeah. right. All right, that they would like a part of history, yeah. and that's that's really something that's something it. that the board can talk about how yeah. they're going to distribute yes. that. Right, so, right. But yeah. it, it was yeah. an exciting day, and mm -hmm. and to what you said earlier, if you could have been. Uh, someone in that room that day oh, and the cheers. Yeah. I'm so thrilled that we had represent, you know, we had a huge amount of representation from both schools mm -hmm. there and the teachers, the, the custodians, the cafeteria workers, the principals, you know, the admin team. We had so many of them in that room and the cheers that went up, I, I thought I was going to I was going to have some eye leakage, you know. Oh, I had chills. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. It was incredible. And I it think, really and Catherine Truitt told us later <laughs> that that was just a moment that she'll never forget. Yeah, it's the yeah. largest crowd that she has walked into uh, to make such a surprise check presentation. And and obviously, as she's coming from, you know, across the state and these check awards are coming out, everyone gets a little bit hopeful. So when you have 72 hours notice to put together a meeting, people are starting to get excited about, is this the meeting? Yeah. So when you load the room with 100 to 150 people, and she's accustomed to having 15 in a room. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was a big crowd. Well, yeah. but she it was, was excited. Was and amazing. she asked a lot of questions. She did. Yeah. Everybody in this room was in there. She asked yeah. a lot of questions out of both boards Absolutely. and was talking about the plus and minus, you know, of, of being a finalist and I looked out there and I was looking at the teachers faces and they were just kind of like oh okay yeah that's true. will we get this or not but then when her assistant came in with the cardboard <laughs> did they check, see you <laughs> you saw them sitting a little yes. taller and they told me afterwards we knew what that meant we saw that check coming <laughs> yeah. in I did too he passed and me and Paul were like oh, there it is <laughs> well, we're getting that thing all right so yeah. where did the check go all right. So just so you know, the check is being professionally framed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we are establishing a, a place inside the boardroom over at the PD Center where it will be ongoing information for the building of the school, meaning that you'll Any see, updates. Yeah, you'll yeah. see the updates. You'll see the blueprints. You'll right. see photographs. It's, it's just kind of like that living wall mural for now that yeah. people can walk in and see it as they come to board meetings or other Absolutely. staff meetings. And then ultimately when the building is released to the Board of Education and you have your ribbon cutting, then that check can go inside the school as mm -hmm. part of one of the historical artifacts. Oh, that'd be great. So. Yeah. And, and the back, team, is, we yeah. really appreciate you yeah. so much. You have just <laughs> such great ideas. I mean, you just bring uh, things hey, right together. It's these two right yeah. here. Kristen and Paul, <laughs> no. that's all that. It is a group effort. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Team. But we just thought that would be something that everybody would really like. I mean, yeah. you guys are going to want to see it. You know, oh, everybody. Yeah. And so, great. I'm so great. excited. Well, thank you all. Yeah, I mean, it really, that really... Well, 
blows the mind of some of our commissioners. Well, we wanted something that would be there long after we are not. And that school will be standing and be a testament to the hard work that all of you guys put together to get this happening. And we don't want to not, we definitely don't want to forget to say thank the commissioners. Of course not. For their contribution. Because you know that was a great help. Well, it was it was ten million, yeah. as Dr. Cheesa mentioned. Yes, we couldn't have done million. it without no. that commitment. Yes, yes. And that was one of the reasons she came in that way. Was do we have your commitment? Yes. You know, that was yes. really important to to yes. hear that because we, we mm-hmm. couldn't do it without that. Right. Well, Plus two days that. after mm-hmm. that, I was at a a, a meeting and uh, Chairman Waters was there mm-hmm. and Randy and I were there at this meeting, and they had Frankie and I get up and speak and and he looked at me and he said I have I wasn't even able to sleep I don't even know if my head hit the pillow <laughs> was I so was excited. so excited right. and and we talked about and 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 I talked to the group of people about the impact yeah. I mean not just let's put aside the 42 million dollar project and the input from our commissioners but the daily work that will be done on that site. All of those workers have to have a place to live. They have to have groceries. They have to have gas. They have our yeah. restaurants. I mean, it's this will be a be, boom in our will be a trickle yes. down. Be this great. will be a trickle down boom for the entire area. And and so uh, at no cost to our taxpayer. That's right. No just, increase just in taxes will, will happen. So let's talk a little bit about what Carolyn just said is, what's that process look like? Well, no one has to walk out of Eastern Elementary School Mm -hmm. as this new school is being constructed. No one has to walk out of John Cotton Taylor as the new school is being constructed. As a matter of fact, the new school is on the back end of the property of Eastern. So the exciting part for Eastern Elementary School and its constituents and the Washington community is that they'll be able to stand at Eastern and watch a new school be constructed and they'll see the progress on a daily basis. Right. Um, And so it's far enough off of the main building that there should be limited construction noise interruptions. Um, Obviously, all fencing, safety, Mm -hmm. equipment entrances won't be near the school. So lots of things in that regard. Um, But from there, what happens? So you get into August of 2026. Well, back it out to May. So what we're anticipating is that the board will have to actually make a calendar adjustment specifically for Eastern Elementary School to conclude school before Memorial Day. Just a little bit earlier. Just a little right. bit earlier. So mm-hmm. maybe the, the instructional calendar gets changed by five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I have to do the math. But in short, last week of May into the beginning of June, then all employees would then have to take all their belongings out of the building and the district will already have professionals set up to remove things out of the building. Mm-hmm. And then the demolition teams will come in and shut off everything. And then ultimately, the, by the end of June, beginning of July, the building is demolished. And During that, the summer. And that leaves about a month for them to fix the landscape, rework the earth, draw in or pour in your driveways. Mm-hmm. And then by the time August 1 hits... You're just really ready to start school. And remember, this is a turnkey project. So part of what Carolyn and Eltha really wanted 
is that when people walk into that building, <clears throat> it's brand new. These brand are not new. used desks. These are not used to anything else. It's really turnkey. So that's what $52 million project affords you is a turnkey project. And so the latest and greatest technology, the latest and greatest infrastructure, HVAC systems, you know, Walk plumbing, in and ready to go. Walk in and ready to go. Right. This is, there's a shine for a reason. So in short, we're excited about it, but you'll start to see change over time. But the community should be able to see that building constructed without interference to the Eastern Elementary School school day. And uh, John Cotton Taylor, their schedules in 2026 won't change um, because when school ends in June, those professionals will be able to transition some of their materials, not until August, but they'll be able to take their things home. My, um, I have two sisters that at the time Southside was built, uh, one taught at Aurora High School and mm-hmm. one taught at Chocolinity High School. And uh, they both told me that if our calendar can hold up yeah. the way it is, and I, I feel sure it will, but um, if you, and and Miss Booth was here, Paul, you might have been here, but at the time, if you recall, they actually had to move over Christmas. For oh, P.S. Jones, when P.S. Jones no, and Jones no, Hall? No, no, I'm South talking side. about Southside. South oh, Southside. They started at the beginning of uh, January. January. Oh. And they both said that was a nightmare. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You Not had a very time. small window of opportunity where you had to leave one school and be set up yep. another. And somewhere in there, mm. you also had Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I remember both of them working on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because they panicked that their classrooms would not be ready because I think we went back yeah. to school on January 2nd that year. Wow. So um, we don't want to do that. Yeah, so Now, I understand time. in a calendar sometime, and, and I don't think they had a choice. They didn't want this brand-new school sitting empty for six months. But um, I've just been given a greater sense of anxiety that I didn't have when I first walked in here now. <laughs> <laughs> we must finish in August. Yeah. We were just so excited mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know. That's he right. said, I woke up the other night talking in my sleep. You were? Yes, and I was talking about Eastern, and I was telling the people the importance <laughs> of, of the school. That's awesome. The reason we have, and he was like, Ethel, are you all right? But it's I'm just okay. so much I'm excited. okay. <laughs> so I do have one question, though. So yeah. okay. we have a, you know, that was, that's actually not the oldest of our schools. No. You know, we no. have some that were built in the 50s even. So is, can you apply for that grant again? So the rules of the grant application um, really allow you to apply on an annual basis. Oh, wow. However... The matrix that they use to award such grants shows that you are favored if you're a tier one county, which we are. You're favored if you consolidate, which mm. we're doing. Okay. And you're favored if you've not applied and been awarded a grant for three years. Okay. So in short, if the board wanted to look at potential consolidation or building a new school in the future coming out of a needs-based capital school, um, capital fund, excuse me, then they would have to wait at least three years. I don't think that's a terrible idea. Let's, we'll take <clears throat> some baby steps. Let's get this one done first, right? Well, yeah. I'm and sure that's what y'all <laughs> yeah. are thinking. And too. the funding, the funding for a middle school or high school, is higher mm-hmm. uh, because you've got athletic facilities that have to be considered that don't have to be considered necessarily at elementary schools, that's right. isn't it? Whereas it's 42 for elementary, 42 million, and then for high schools it go to 52 million. Or? Yes, it goes yes. up 
So and now the, what if you were to do like a K-8 though? How do they, do you know? It's the highest grade level okay. that right. they look at. And so the General Assembly used to look at 30, 40, 50 million, right? Elementary, middle, high. And then in the recent budget change with the General Assembly, they pushed everything up by 10 to $12 million. So if you went K-8, then you'd probably be in the 50 million 50 tier. Mm-hmm. If you go high yeah. school, you'll be higher. Yeah. I have thanked all my friends that play the lottery. I don't. I was going to say that. I'm so glad you brought that up. I thank all of them. Uh, in fact, one of the ladies that works with me it does scratch-offs and, and the the cash fives or whatever it's called. That's, that's how often where the money I comes from. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's where the money comes from, and I thank her. I, she said, I take a personal interest because I feel like I'm one of the investors. Well, that is so Because neat. she plays the lottery so much. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I think that I, I don't buy them, I don't but either. maybe I'll start. I will, <laughs> never, I will never talk about another lottery player. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, because usually I'm like, I just want to pay for my gas. Yes. Stop buying tickets. But, you know... We're right. grateful, right? Right. Well, right. When you think of it this way, um, my the state superintendent announced there was approximately two hundred and fifty six million dollars available in this cohort of funding, wow. and Beaufort County Schools received forty two million. Right. Yeah. And so when you think of just forty million dollar grants at two hundred and fifty six million, uh, those are not a lot of of awards. That's mm-hmm. right. And so Oops. we are one of just a handful in yeah. the state to receive it this year, and we're all very grateful. For I that. noticed a yes. lot in the east, though. Um, Lenore, Bertie, I, yes. I thought that was pretty neat because, again, you know, we've got some aging schools, and and well, so I thought that was neat. I think the state of North Carolina, including Catherine Truitt and your general assembly, is recognizing where. Uh, these needs-based grants right. need to go, and that's exactly what they're for is need. And, and she's spent a lot of time in the East, and she so has. she's been in those <clears throat> buildings. Well, I think a fair amount of awards went to the East and went to the West, and these are smaller districts, even smaller than us, yeah. um, that have large amounts of poverty, that have a hard time generating their own cash flow even in a tax base. And so we're super excited that we were selected. All right, last thing. Because we, gosh, we've been talking a long time. And this, this has been stuff. easy. This has been like the best one ever. Just final thoughts on, you know, what does this mean for our community and our teachers and our students? Well, I tell you, I I am I, I'm grateful that their feelings are that we are coming together mm-hmm. to work on the on things that's that's actually effective to our school, to our children, to our teachers. And it's it's good that the community is coming in with us right. to say, hey, this is what we need. And knowing that I went to school from first grade to high school. Right. Okay. I had to go to high school afterwards after I left that. And people don't really know what it's like because they haven't had the opportunity to w- witness it. But now they are. Mm-hmm. And they're they're coming in with us they're coming right in with us so i think it's a great thing for us great thing for the community and i think they actually well and the um the last one that was built was in 2006 you mm-hmm. were here for that miss booth yeah p.s jones I john was. small yeah i was yes so i mean this it's been a lot of years yeah. we are due yes definitely yes yes, well, yes and i'm i'm so excited for our educators and uh, we all know that kindergarten and third grade those benchmark years and all the years in between that's where your children learn to love school 
and, and love learning. And to give these children a state-of-the-art school, mm-hmm. a safe school, a school that they can be proud of. Uh, not that they're not proud now, but they look at the other schools, the, especially the newer schools. Of course. They just want those same opportunities. And I am so excited on day one to see the pride that's going to be in their faces and the pride that the teachers will feel and the fact that they will be invested with their careers in this new school and how, um, and I, and I told the story immediately following the reward uh, the awarding of the grant, they started collaborating between the two schools on things that they could start doing together. Okay. Well, that's good to see. Even the smallest of, of things that they will start doing together, that they haven't been doing because they've been separate physically, they've been separate academically, but now they're going to be in it as a team and only good things are going to come out of that. So, um, and what we said earlier about them being able to watch the building going up, the whole community of Washington is going to be watching the building going up. I think you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of people driving by looking at the progress. Mm-hmm. And so I'm real excited that we're going to be able to show that, you know, to them. But um, but we're just as as Miss Booth said, we're so thankful that Dr. Cheeseman was willing to take this ball and run with it. Uh, our chairman T.W. Allen worked real hard um, within his circle of legislators mm-hmm. that he knows just to say, is this possible? You know, we are as deserving as any other county of of this grant. Yeah, he was fantastic. And um, so we're just so thankful as a board Mm -hmm. uh, for these students and the educators. I'm I'm like Frankie Waters. I can't hardly sleep sometimes (laughs) at night thinking about, uh, I don't even know. Just the last start time. talking. Yeah. Well, it was it was a lot of key players. It was a lot of people around the table. Many years of oh, you know, Mr. Booth, my yes. husband, some other commissioners. Oh they just were yeah. so excited about it. I'll just say this: uh, they're all talking about how they couldn't sleep the night they got the award. <laughs> the night before, I barely slept. The night I got the award, ten hours sleep. <laughs> I cannot express to you the stress that is on your shoulders for seven to eight months of trying to make sure that everything is dotted and crossed and the board has done everything that they need to do legally and all the signatures. And I can't thank them enough for allowing me to be a part of it, but... Um, they can't sleep because of the excitement, but that night I slept well because I was he, exhausted. <laughs> he had a death grip on that check, by the way. When he walked out of the building, I was like, "Are you are you taking that thing home with you?" It's the Every first time picture, I've ever in the house with a forty-two million dollar check, right up there. It's so uh, funny. I took it home to show my wife and my daughter, and, and, and they're all excited. And then I brought it back the next day, and it's being great. professionally framed. So we're it good. Is, it is great. It is great to get all. Ready. So anyway, y'all, thank you so much for coming on. I've enjoyed thank this. You for this has us. been thank good. You. Yeah, you. we thank um you. we need to hear this excitement. I swear we should count how many times we say the word excited and excitement because <laughs> it was a lot. But th- we are. We're we're happy. We're all, you know, ready for uh August of twenty twenty six. And I think I our think. goal is to have progress conversation. So right. as as things start to happen on a quarterly basis, we'll come back to the microphone and and update the community. Will y'all come back and see me? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if no one has anything else. No, thank you. Thank y'all for coming. Thank you thank for, you having, for us. having us. 
Thank you for listening to Open Mic with Kristen, a BCS Studio production. To listen to all future and past podcasts, search Open Mic with Kristen on Spotify or Apple. Be sure to follow Beaufort County Schools on Twitter and Facebook, where we share all newly released podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and follow to hear more celebrations of Beaufort County School students, teachers, and administration. Thank you again for joining. Think different, think BCS, 